to a new episode of the Sustain the Change podcast. I am you, and in this episode, I will talk about plastic pollution in our oceans, a topic covered by the MP Committee, uh, a committee of the European Youth Parliament covering environment, health, and food safety. Uh, to help me out discussing this topic, I have invited Gea, the chairperson of the MP Committee, who is an expert on the topic. So, <laughs> let's uh, get to the questions. Um, so, uh, Gea, uh, the first question, what situation are we exactly facing right now in our oceans? Well, actually, we're facing quite a severe situation in the marine environment, and we are actually at a point where combating this issue will become harder on a daily basis. And what I mean by that is that every day, approximately 30,000 tons, approximately on that range of debris makes their way into the oceans. And let me uh, let me remind you every single day and almost monthly that rate rises which will soon leave us in a situation where there will be more debris in the oceans than actual sea animals so the situation is quite bad yes that is that sounds really bad indeed and how does this debris make its way into the oceans well the reasons litter makes their way into marine environments can be divided roughly into two uh, there are the land-based reasons and the sea-based reason, reasons. Uh, the most problems are caused by land-based reasons, which are the cause to approximately three quarters of all the marine debris. And to put it simply, they are actions taken on land which result in marine pollution. And these actions include things such as littering beaches and coastal areas, uh, allowing untreated sewage and industrial waste uh, to make their way into bodies of water, such as oceans. Uh, and the polluting of rivers and other bodies of water that eventually will end up in bigger bodies of water. And sea-based reasons are basically of the same nature as land-based ones, aka they are actions that result in marine pollution. However, the actions that uh, result eventually in this are taking place on oceans and seas. And these actions include illegal dumping from ships and offshore mining. And has anything been done to relieve this situation of debris making its way into our oceans? Well, actually, legislation-wise, yeah, quite a lot has been done, uh, both from government side and from company sides, technically in documents. For example, the European Commission has introduced the Marine Strategy Framework Directive to reduce the general amount of litter making their way into marine environments, and the strategy for plastics, which is meant to help the decrease amount of plastics, especially plastics, in both the oceans and in, in general life. Also, the United Nations Environmental Programme and many companies such as the Coca-Cola Company, PepsiCo, Unilever, Mars Affiliates and all these big plastic producers have signed the New Plastic Global Commitment, which aims to reduce the amount of new plastic used and recycle the existing plastics. However, the existing pacts and legislations haven't proven to be efficient and they have shown to a little improvement. Okay, well, yeah, because you mentioned quite a lot of uh, measures that have been implemented. So why haven't they been um, as effective as probably hoped for in combating uh, marine pollution? Uh, the main issue we face with this comes from the fact that roughly 82% of the marine debris is plastics, aka something that is non-biodegradable. And both that and marine debris in general can be combated from just one point of view, aka we cannot just decide to either clean up the oceans or to combat the issue via preventing further debris from approaching marine life. We need to deal with both aspects, but the current legislation doesn't deal with the both aspects as promised or like as expected. 
And in addition with plastics, the main stalling comes from plastic companies who haven't increased their amounts of recycled plastic in their products uh, as to their initial promises that they will. Uh, and even though the biggest plastic polluters have yet again promised to reduce their virgin plastic use, aka new plastic use, uh, the effects are yet to be seen. And in addition, even if companies are trying to reduce the amount of new plastics they use, they may get they may get played by the actual factories producing the plastic for them, uh, because many companies have mixed virgin plastic with recycled plastic and marketed it as 100% recycled. So that there's so there is a lot more aspects that haven't been touched, and these are getting in the way of these legislations actually working. Okay, I see. That's actually awful that uh, companies uh, like such big companies with such big res responsibilities lie like that. But anyway, so because we are mostly talking about the plastic side of pollution in our oceans, and this might be a dumb question, but why? What kind of effects does plastic have in the oceans that is so bad about it? Well, that's not a dumb question at all. Like, it's important to talk about, and it's something that has to be revised because a lot of people actually don't know, and I'm surprised about that. First of all, uh, their physical presence as, like, plastic items can prove to be damaging in many ways. Firstly, marine animals can get stuck in things such as deserted fishing nets, plastic bags, uh, beer holders, and many more items. And many plastic, while floating, can block sunlight leaving the plants living in the marine environment without or like completely without or with a weakened light source. But the most problem is caused when the plastic in the oceans gets reduced into microplastics. And they are these really, really small plastic particles that often get consumed by fish and marine organisms. But since they're not food and, it, and they won't even degrade in the stomach with all the acids and everything, uh, it can cause severe damage to marine animals, and also it can reach us humans through seafood and therefore start affecting us. So it has quite a lot of effects. Yes, I can totally imagine that. Let's move on to the next question that I have for you. Um, at the time of recording this episode, we're still in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, with this pandemic, people have started wearing surgical masks and uh, face masks in general and gloves. Um, and uh, it's become quite prevalent that they have been making their way into our oceans as well and the marine environments. So I was wondering um, how evident is this problem and how big do you think this will become in the future? Mm, well, yeah, the actual problem is actually really, really big. And there have been some viral videos and disturbing videos of marine animals getting stuck in between the straps of the surgical masks and into gloves. and this topic has really, really risen into discussion. And it's already since the pandemic has gone, like has lasted for over a year, uh, millions and millions of masks have made their way into the ocean. And since there seems to be no end to this pandemic quite soon, more and more masks will, like more masks will be used, meaning that every, uh, like millions of plastics may potentially end up in oceans. So if left undealt with, and if we don't um, deal with the mask issue and issue particularly, then this will even rise. This problem will even become more prevalent and uh, it will further like negatively affect the amount of plastic arriving in oceans. 
So as an individual who wears face masks and in general, of course, makes use of uh, plastic products, is there anything that we can do to combat marine pollution? Because, of course, big companies hold a lot of responsibility, but do individuals have any power over this problem as well? Um, well, first off, I think the one thing that we can do personally that may affect the general situation the most is maybe think twice before buying things that are packaged in plastic, aka just like maybe think to yourself, do I really need that plastic water bottle or can I get myself a reusable water bottle from somewhere and start reusing that to save more bottles or do I really need that plastic straw in my drink or is there a way to replace it with something such as a paper straw or do I actually really even need a straw and also maybe just to try and recycle and reuse as many things as possible and not throw, throw them away immediately. Or if you need to throw them away, then try and not to just, if possible, if for example, you're recycling cardboard or plastics, then do it in the appropriate manner. And also one thing with the masks is that one thing that has come up is also removing the straps you know the surgical masks have the straps the thin straps just like snapping them off before you throw it in the bin because these straps have proven to be really really um, to have a negative effect on marine environments do you mean that they can uh, suffocate certain animals when they end up in nature uh, yeah like they provide this like I have seen footage where a fish gets stuck or the, you know, when the strap is still attached to the mask, then the, uh, like the strap has been tied around the fin or like the back fin and people or not people, but uh, marine animals getting stuck in them. And just like, but if you snap them off, then of course it will stand as a, like an individual piece of litter, but it will still be a little bit better than being attached to the mask itself. Okay, thank you for this tip. So listeners, uh, please cut off the straps of your disposable masks so um, it won't be, have as much of a negative effect on uh, animal wildlife. Um, okay, so now we've gotten to my last question for you. Um, do you have any tips on audiovisual material or literature that the listeners of this podcast can look into to get to know more uh, about this topic? Well, one thing that I highly recommend is a Netflix documentary called Seaspiracy. And even when I did research about this topic and when I was creating a topic overview and I was doing proper research, then this actually really, really helped because it, first of all, it helped me get a clear view of what is going on in the seas and how drastic the situation is. But plus it also gives like um, good advice on how uh, to, as I said before, how to kind of help contribute to not um, uh, wasting the environment or just like creating more waste. And also it kind of unravels this conspiracy or this infrastructure on how some companies or like some individuals decide to like purposefully pollute the, uh, the marine environments. And in, in general, this is actually really, 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 really good documentary. So I highly recommend that. And also, um, I don't remember the channel. Uh, Science Direct uh, on YouTube does actually really, really informative um, videos about marine pollution. 
and the, the in, in general situation that is in our marine environments. Okay, well, thank you so much. Um, I will make sure myself to watch that Netflix documentary. It sounds very interesting. Um, so uh, this concludes this podcast episode. Thank you so much, Gia, for coming on and talking about this very relevant topic, um, which we very much need to get to to fix this issue, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, do you have anything to say to the listeners? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. And for the listeners, maybe like drink water, stay hydrated, but not from a plastic bottle. So this was it for this podcast episode on sustaining the oceans. If you're interested in learning more about this topic or any other topic on sustainability, tune in for more and remember to sustain the change.